You're back on Mirchi with the Immigration Hour brought to you by the NPZ Law Group. And of course, I'm in conversation with Ludka Zimovchek, managing attorney um, there at uh, NPZ. And Ludka, uh, you know, the EB1 is the extra or the EB1 Extraordinary Ability is an employment based first preference visa. What really makes one eligible for it and why should you try after you've locked in an NIW priority date? That's a really good question and most of our Indian clients like to ask about EB1 and why. Number one, it's a it's current category. It's a green card category. It's not non-immigrant visa. It's a green card category and there is no retrogression, no wait time. So Snehal was talking about PERM and labor certification that could take 10-15 years for mm-hmm. a person to get a green card. With the EB-1, it's much quicker. So it's current, no backlog, and there is a premium processing available for additional $2,500. Uh, so it's a really, um, I would say, desirable category, yeah. and everyone would like to apply for it. Yeah, what's uh, the catch? Also, <laughs> the catch, well, also, the good thing is there is no employer needed. So it could be a self-petition. So the applicant could just file on their own. But the catch is, of course, there's a downside. It's really high category. So it's a high standard and the person really has to be on the top of the field. So it's either sciences, arts, um, athletics. So any type of field, but they have to be on the top. So we typically look at resume and we look at their standing in a field by looking at publications, presentations, awards, international or national membership in organizations, if there is a high salary, Mm-hmm. original contribution. So there are many different things that we look at. Of course, if we have someone that won Nobel Prize or Olympic medal, that's easy. But typically, we don't have too many of those applicants. Mm-hmm. So we have to prove three criteria out of 10. Um, as I said, it's pretty high. And if case is kind of weak and it's not super strong, it's always better to first lock in, as you mentioned, national interest waiver. It's an EB2 category. It's not preferred because there is a really long wait time, but there is advantage, especially again for weaker cases. Once national interest waiver, the EB2 category is locked in, at that point, there is no risk in filing an EB1 category. The worst case that can happen, the case gets denied. And there could be an appeal filed, which is not recommended because it's taking forever. But there is always a possibility to refile the EB-1 case. You know, we've had cases where the case was denied. We refiled the EB-1 case and it was approved without uh-huh. any request for evidence. Mm-hmm. So it's always safer. And I do know our Indian listeners, they like to, um, they would love to apply for EB-1. But sometimes it's better to go with a safer route and just lock in the EB-2 category or EB-3. Have that I-140 approved. So the spouse can potentially get EAD mm-hmm. and the person, if they have H-1B, can extend um, H-1B beyond the six years. And this way, it's much safer. Mm-hmm. Very well put, you know, shining the light on the eligibility and the criteria that people need for the EB-1. So with a reputation for legal excellence and responsive client service, the business and family immigration law firm of NPZ Law Group represents clients from throughout the United States and around the world. Seek their advice today by logging on to visaserve.com or just call them at 201 0006 keeping on track with the law immigration law that is with the npz law group 
we'll be back in a few minutes lots more to come please stay with us on mirchi it's hot